Get updated with the hottest news in insurance, finance, and the newest innovation in InsureTech and FinTech in these difficult times. Hear it from one of the most known and respected voices in the industry, Dr. Robin Kiera, and his guest of today. This is the EU Insurance, InsurTech, Finance Show, uh, Investment Show. Sorry, I don't get this right anytime. With Florian Grado and me and our star guest of the day, Lotta Rauswes. Hopefully I pronounced the last name correctly, but I'm for sure can pronounce their comp her company correctly. It's Insurly. Thank you very much that you're here with us today. Um, yeah, uh, Florian, what is your first question for our guest? Yeah, so first, uh, thanks a lot, uh, Lota, for, uh, for making it. Uh, I believe that open insurance is on uh, everybody's mouth, so we will have a lot to, to deep dive on. Maybe just before uh, starting with the question, question to better learn uh, about the company, how you're leveraging open insurance, um, any use case that you could disclose right now, what's next in the company after the huge uh, fundraising round that you announced uh, last month. We will start with a few figures. Uh, like usually, just to remember uh, how much was invested last year, last month in the uh, InsurTech scene. Um, so I'm just sharing my screen. As you can see, a bit more than 100 million uh, was invested in uh, in March uh, through eight rounds. So quite active uh, once again. Uh, obviously, uh, InsurTech was uh, in the top three uh, biggest rounds uh, announced. So that's uh, that's great, and we are very happy to have you uh, today. Maybe a focus usual focus on the geography once again the uk was the most active with three deals announced uh, for 26 million euros then germany and last but not least france with no deal announced uh, oh, so wait 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 Florian, Florian. what was it again what was it again where was germany where was france yeah yeah for for once let's see what <laughs> in, uh, in the next month nevertheless um, we are very happy to uh, to have you, uh, Lota, uh, because uh, not only uh, Insurly was in the top three uh, in terms of investment round, but you are uh, tackling a very exciting opportunity in insurance. To start with, can you say a few words about yourself, obviously, and the company in one, two sentences for people that doesn't know already Insurly? Mm -hmm. Of course. And um, thanks for having me on this podcast as well. Um, yeah, so I'm Lotta Rausius in Swedish, uh, almost correct there. Um, so yeah, I'm one of the co-founders of Insurly, uh, and we are providing open insurance solutions for insurance companies and banks mostly. Um, and we try to, or we create win-win solutions for both the industry, but also the consumers. Um, and with our solutions, the industry can create, uh, new features, you know, they can improve conversion rates, they can uh, improve uh, customer um, satisfaction and so on, while customers also get more data so they can make more informed decisions when they switch on insurance, for example. Um, and typical use cases would be uh, to create insurance overviews. You know, you can get a 360 overview of all your policies, for example. Um, you can also compare your existing insurance with a new offering uh, what we call a switching service um and those are two typical use case 
I think a lot of insurance C-suits will not like the switching servers and some will like it a lot. Uh, but I didn't want to interrupt. I just had the, 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 the reaction of some C-suits in mind. And they're like, oh my God, an automatic <laughs> switching service. Please, Lord, don't come to my country. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And, and by the way, that's very interesting because in the first sentence describing insurance, obviously you mentioned uh, uh, open insurance. That's a topic that we've been discussing for ages in insurance. Can you say how you at Insurly define that theory, that opportunity, that technology? How would you describe it? Yeah, so open insurance, it's still a very broad definition, I would say, uh, from a regulatory perspective anyways. So it's uh, the sharing of personal and non-personal data, insurance data. Um, so similar to open banking, um, the consumer can share their personal insurance data, for example, with another third party um, to then get better features or, you know, products, offerings and so on in real time. Um, so that's open insurance. And that's what we also provide today uh, based on the user user's consent and uh, handling data under GDPR, for example. Yes, because there, there, is no, uh, there is no regulation yet. You refer to open banking. We hear that it's a bit similar, a bit different. I believe that the major difference between the two, open banking and open insurance, is yeah. that there is no yet uh, regulation in that space. How do you believe this will evolve? Is that maybe an opportunity for you or a threat for, for insurance? Yeah, how, first, do you believe there will be a, a, a regulation here? and then how you anticipate it in terms of agenda and opportunity for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We, um, we expect the same kind of development as within open banking. So in, the, in Europe, we're now discussing open finance as a broader mm -hmm. concept. And within open finance, we have open insurance. Um, so there was a discussion paper last year that uh, the EU came up with. Um, and they said that they will come up with a proposal. Uh, I think this year it might be slightly postponed due to COVID and, yeah. and other things, but you know, it's gonna come pretty soon. Uh, and then I, we expect kind of like a process and discussions around that. So uh, maybe in a few years we will see an actual regulation. Yeah, I think something, it's like regulation with the European Union is a little bit like Christmas. You know, uh, you know it's coming, but you're super surprised when it does. <laughs> and why do I say this? Uh, and we have a first question here. So if you're there out there watching, you know, like, share and comment. And only if you share your current mood as a smiley in the comment section, that shows the algorithm you love this show. So but, my, but back to my, but my question and we come back to Kai Nicholas' question in a minute. Um, so the European Union, you know, legislation it comes. But the industry always is super surprised when it happens. I witnessed this with REACH, which was the chemical uh, standardization for certain registration of chemicals uh, 10 years ago, over 10 years ago. The chemical industry was like, oh, my God, really, this happened? It was like for, for seven years, obviously, there's a process of the European Union with a questionnaire, with uh, evaluation, with white paper and all of that. And this PSD2 open banking was a similar, very structured uh, process. And we see this here seemingly also for insurance. So insurance decision makers... Make sure it's not, you know, an hypothesis. It's coming, and I think we should need prepare for that. And uh, great to see that there are actually service providers and tech partners that you know provide all this service for the incumbents. So you know, don't don't hesitate to shout out uh, to to Lotta there. Here's a question. 
Um, let's 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 go for this. Uh, and, and Ali Reza, shout out to you. He say he loves the subject. Us too. We're insurance nerds after all. Um, Kanikla says, how does regulation allow or make difficult for open insurance models for cross borders? Super interesting. And we also have a hard question for you: where you want to go next with your company? But maybe go for Kanikla's question first. Um, yeah, I guess that under a, an open insurance regulation, there will be a standard and. I also assume that uh, the companies like us, for example, um, providing the actual sharing of data um, will be under, or we will become so-called third-party providers. Um, so we will conform to different requirements and so on. Uh, and the insurance companies will have to provide open APIs under a certain data standard. And that will look the same over all countries and markets in Europe. So. If that answers the question, I think that's the whole benefit of open insurance, a regulation to create that standard and to, to really ensure that the data is shared under certain standards and um, you know, requirements. So it's also safe from a IT security perspective and so on. Cool, thanks. Thanks, and, and by the way, there was a, a second part of the question, which is much more related to your growth journey. And I believe uh, it's relevant to have this discussion after the uh, 19 million round that you announced. Uh, so basically you are based in Sweden, uh, operating already in the Nordics, uh, question mark. And then uh, is there any plan in terms of growth? Do you plan to scale, uh, let's say to uh, uh, what we usually refer to continental Europe, any plan yeah. in Germany, France, or UK, or maybe Southern Europe. So where are you now and what's next in terms of geography? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, we are based in Sweden. Our headquarters is in Stockholm. Uh, we have operations in Norway and Denmark as well. So we are Nordics. Okay. Um, and then now we're entering more markets. So next up is actually the UK and France. Uh, as a starting point, but obviously, no Germany. we will also come to Germany uh, eventually. It okay, okay. but we are a hard nut to crack. Yes, exactly. Why is that? I could not say you need to hire me, but that's a different point we discuss uh, later on. <laughs> yeah, so that's the, that's the go-to-market plan. So we're actually launching in the UK here uh, any week. So, so oh, cool. Great. And, and, and by the way, uh, th that's an opportunity as well to, to come back to the use cases because you mentioned them very briefly uh, during the introduction. Uh, and as you highlighted during defining open uh, insurance, uh, there could be a, a broad definition and application here. Is, is there any use case that you'd like to, to highlight to be very specific, either the one which is the most developed uh, among the company, the one that you maybe uh, prefer, uh, if I may say that, or the one that is working the best with your or customers so yeah just to get a, a better sense of how to apply this kind of data sharing opportunity that you described uh, earlier mm -hmm. absolutely so um yeah so one um one use case that i mentioned is our we call it the insurance manager like where you can see all your insurance policies in one place so you get this overview and understanding on if you have the right insurance for your needs if you lack an important insurance and that's very beneficial for uh, insurance companies with several lines so they can sell more policies per customer, for example, and, and really help them have the right protection for their needs. Um, and then also for banks to, to include insurances in their personal finance offering. 
because they want to take a larger share of their customers' financial wallet in the end. So we see an interest in including insurance, for example, as a next step. Uh, so that's it's the same product from our side. We provide them with the solution, but it's interesting for both insurance companies and banks uh, in different ways. Uh, and then we have um, the switching uh, solution where uh, you can let your customer collect their, your existing insurance policy in a sales flow. So you can compare that one you know, with the offering that they have. And by doing so, you can also autofill a lot of information. You can, you know, when a new policy should start because you have the expiration date and you just reduce a lot of friction in, the, in that uh, customer journey, which may customers convert more easily. Because uh, this is the type of experience that customers want today. You know, we have that in all other industries, basically, but we don't have that in insurance yet. And that's what we also can provide um, the industry with. I think it's super interesting because what you're actually describing insurance becoming a commodity or insurance products, super interesting. Why? Because it actually means insurers need to think about how to be actually differentiate. Can be price, but race to the bottom is not a cool thing. Um, no. And the big question is, I think brand can be one, reliability, digital products and services beyond the core processes. So I think open insurance are only two words, but I think there's super, super... You know, not dangerous is the wrong word, but uh, disruptive, if you really think it. Maybe we have not seen a lot of disruption in the insurance industry, uh, for, but for sure, open insurance could, could provide that. Yeah, uh, totally agree. Um, it's not all, uh, regarding price. Like, it's, the price yeah. is not the most important thing here. Customers want uh, a better experience. It needs to be easier to understand. Uh, so it's going to be... Uh, how the way you describe and present information for your customers in an totally. easy way. I think that's important. Yeah, and, and by the way, that's interesting that you refer to the experience because that's where we see uh, the user experience. That's mm -hmm. where we see the, the major difference, let's say, between incumbents and insure tech. Uh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, you are working with both sides. I mean, insurers, corporates, and insurtech companies, uh, is that easiest for you to work with one side or the other one? Or do you see a better opportunity on one side or the other one? Or do you treat all of them as a, a single, let's say, a customer pool uh, and you don't differentiate corporate from insurtech like I'm doing right now? So, so how are your views uh, in front of this, what I call two types of customer, maybe only one uh, type of customer on your, on your side? Uh, yeah, so we yeah we target uh, insurtechs um, or neo insurers uh, we call them, uh, and yeah incumbents and on the banking side same thing you know fintechs incumbents and so on. So we sell the same um, products to these, but they they want them for different reasons obviously, uh, and of course it's easier for us to target you know um, digital insurance companies. Uh, they can implement our products much faster. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, it's of high importance for them to increase conversion totally. um, as a young company. Uh, and uh, also they get access to, uh, to market data in a way by letting the customers collect data. So they can also improve their pricing and products uh, much faster than they would otherwise. Because they are competing to incumbents that sits on like hundreds of years of data. Uh, and they are like a year old. So 
it's hard to compete with yeah. incumbents today on pricing and product and so on. Uh, so that's easier. But then we see a big interest from incumbents as well. Um, but maybe for, for another reason. They need to become more digital. They need to uh, future-proof their business in another sense. Uh, and we see a change in the market now because of the discussion regarding open insurance. Yeah. We can now look at open banking. We saw what happened and we believe that this will come uh, in insurance as well. What, what do you think is going to happen if we have some sort of open banking director from the European Union? What do you think is going to happen in the insurance industry, in products, marketing and the landscape? What do you think? Um, good question. Um, I think it will be a bigger focus on the customer experience, as I said, because the whole or one side of the regulation will is focusing on the consumer. So yeah. the whole point is to open up for more innovation, competition, you know, better features for the digital consumer. Uh, and then on the other side, there, there are also aspects of um, improved supervisory, for example, you know, sharing between the industry Uh, parties as well and so on yeah. but what will happen i i think if, as you said um to compete on other things than only price such as experience uh, and be more accessible and convenient will be one thing but at the same time more data will be accessible so you can also improve products and pricing and be yeah, more I I, I would shout out. I, I would have. I would uh, describe it in a way. I would, having heard you, I would summarize it a little, bit, a little bit like: there will be an app where a customer can push a button, and you as insurer are obliged to provide all the information. No cheating. No numbers turning around. No weird things with the transaction thing in the banking, as we have done before. You're obliged by law to provide the data of the client who's not yours. Uh, to the client in a way and he can switch the contract in two seconds because there will be AI or uh, Lauder's uh, magic behind uh, or Insurly's uh, magic behind that really makes it as easy to switch an insurance policy as it is to order a pizza, you know? And if you have bad products, bad marketing, you and bad processes, you have a problem. So uh, that's a little bit, if you look at open banking, that's what happened. You can put uh, different accounts um, into, into one place, into one open banking app. You can compare uh, the prices of accounts. You can, you can buy financial products and so on. Mm -hmm. and, um, and I think, but this is not a danger. It's actually a dream come true. Why? Because we as experts in insurance and we can build actually services that are beneficial for the customer, you know? Um, and I think uh, that's something I've not seen in open banking, by the way, even though we, 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 we at a private bank try to build it. The really mm. good killer app that provides good service to the customer I have not seen yet. Um, yeah, um, big, 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 big topic. Florian, what, what is your next question? Yeah, so, so here, maybe let, let's come back to the, uh, to the growth journey because we, we discuss a lot about the, uh, let's say, uh, business-oriented things, which are very important because, again, that's a topic uh, which uh, people are, are very excited about and, and curious to learn more about uh, how to apply it in your real use cases. So thanks a lot for the insight. So now that you have raised 
20, 19 million, uh, again, big figures uh, for insurtech in, uh, in Europe. So you mentioned the geographic scale, that's, uh, that's quite obvious. In terms of the team, uh, can you say a bit uh, more about how many people are in the team right now? And most of all, uh, which kind of profiles will you uh, look for? Is that tech people, data people, um, uh, scaling people, uh, international people, a bit of everything, yeah. I guess? <laughs> yeah, a bit of everything, actually. So we're constantly growing our teams, uh, different teams. Um, and of course, spe especially in the engineering teams. Uh, so we always look out for talents within backend, frontend, you know, full stack and all of this. Uh, so if you know anyone, uh, send them to us. Uh, but then also in the commercial team, you know, more uh, sales staff, uh, implementation, account managers, marketing, market expansion. So we kind of hire for all the different roles and also within people and talent and HR, uh, also highly important. Which locations are you looking for? No, we have the headquarters in uh, Sweden still, so mainly to this office. Um, and uh, But we are also looking for sales staff or you know, commercial managers and uh, a country manager potentially in the UK. Hmm. With, right. so. Okay, makes sense. And, and do you plan to, uh, at the end, do you plan to have a full team in the UK, maybe in France, or, or would that be a, a country manager, as you mentioned, and then uh, people that know a lot about the product from Sweden? Uh, now that we are in a remote world, uh, I guess that cross-border business is easier than ever. Uh, so, so do you have already a view of how you'd like to structure things or it's too early uh, to be very specific on that topic? Uh, it's, it's a little bit too early, but we know that it's going to, in the beginning, it will be focused on the commercial side and then yeah. we build everything from here um, and then we'll see how it unfolds and develops over time. Okay, cool. And, and by the way, what's the... Uh... The next challenge that you believe you will have to uh, to tackle uh, in that uh, growth journey internationally uh, scaling because you will move even if again you are not only available in Sweden you mentioned um, Denmark and, and Norway uh, earlier so you are already an international company though operating mainly in the, in the Nordics uh, so so how do you see the, the next challenge and what you believe again as a COO is the next big challenge for, for the company uh, in that uh, second part of the journey, if I may say that, following your series around? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, we're running fast. Uh, so we are hiring people um, every day, it feels like, or people are starting here. And we are 30 employees today and will uh, most certainly be more than 60 people by year end. Um, and then we're going to double that, you know, next year. Um, so that's what we know uh, today. Uh, and while running fast, we need to maintain and, and you know, develop a strong culture. Uh, you know, we need to, uh, all our talents and employees, um, we need to, uh, yeah, we need to foster their well-being, a strong culture, as I said. And that's the tricky part. And we also need to implement more structure while growing fast. Um, and organizational structure and governance structure and all of this that, maybe as a startup, you kind of, you put aside because you need to sell and you run fast and build first, you know? And now um, we are in that position where we need to add all the structure um, while running fast and still be agile. So, you know, 
do everything at the same time, uh, become a, a super um, attractive company that people want to work for, um, yeah, while also sell and win strategic deals in, in all the markets. Yeah, challenging perspective, but that's uh, that's quite uh, enthusiastic and, and uh, agree that you are uh, growing quite fast because if I remember well, your uh, previous round was early last year. So basically, yeah, uh, yeah so, so that's, uh, that's uh, quite fast uh, and that's quite big as an amount of money that you that you raised. Uh, so, uh, so that's uh, interesting that even in that uh, data-oriented uh, challenge around insurance, it's still about people scaling yeah. and structuring the team uh, yeah. so that, um, that's quite uh, quite interesting yeah and what yeah. i think it's quite interesting sorry for, for interrupting i always say i'm the youngest of three i never got to say anything when i was at home and so i needed to interrupt uh just or, or kidding aside what i think it's quite interesting if you see that so much money is poured into or you got raised so much money as my congrats to, to you and and the team but it also shows the trust of certain parties into the topic of open insurance and i think that's also a big message we can take away from insurely um that you know we talked a lot about um open insurance like a decade but i think mm -hmm. now we see first signs and first companies that are really addressing it so i'm thinking that's super exciting uh, and i hope the insurance suits will wake up um yeah yeah and, and by the way uh, among the uh, the nordics and the, the the market in which you are already operating do you see differences between the uh, uh, the yeah the appetite around the opportunity or, or not yet uh, uh, we can rehave this discussion in 6 or 9 months from now when you will have a sense uh, of how the uk market the french market are reacting as well but let's focus on the nordics where you are already do you see geographic differences that's something we always raised uh, in front of uh, insurtech players uh, or is that quite homogeneous and, and, and you see that there is an appetite uh, and that's it? I think we see the same appetite in, in all the Nordic countries. I think we're pretty similar, uh, similar. We have the similar structure, like IT infrastructure and so on. So mm, okay. it kind of helps here. And then, uh, many uh, insurance companies are also pan-Nordic. So, you know, uh, it, that's kind of like we target the Nordic Nordics as one market. Cool. Uh, even if we are stronger in Sweden or more mature in Sweden since we started here. And then we recently launched in Denmark with Undo. Uh, yeah. The, yeah, a digital insurance company owned by Trygg, which is a big insurance company in the Nordics. Um, and then Norway, the same thing. So we expect to grow in, in, in all the Nordic countries. And then, but we see a big interest from uh, all the European markets uh, since open insurance is kind of becoming a thing now in, in all the markets. Uh, we see a lot of different initiatives uh, going on um, regarding yeah. open insurance. So, uh, but of course the infrastructure is slightly different in, in all the European markets compared to the Nordics. I think we're pretty, advanced when it comes to authentication methods and so on here. Um, but we still see a big interest and um, everything works in, in most markets. So it's going to be exciting to see how the how every, everything develops going forward. How yeah, fast it can go. Yeah, and it's definitely a European topic again, back to the regulation thing. I, I, I believe that uh, last year it was the uh, 
most important question and more regular question that we uh, were asked from corporates. Do you believe that there will be a regulation around uh, open insurance? And then uh, the European Union uh, came with a question, again, that you re referred to uh, earlier in the discussion. Uh, so that's definitely a European, uh, a European topic. Hence, it makes sense for you to scale uh, outside the market. Curious how things will go and how let's say country compared to each other but uh, but uh, i guess we will have a future opportunity to discuss that whenever uh, you you could share feedback on the uk france maybe germany one day um so <laughs> very good Lada, thank you very much for your time we know you have a lot of things to do to build up uh, insurely uh, thank you very much for that thank you much everybody for watching we saw more people being present than liking and commenting. Uh, we, we would really support the show if you would continue to like and comment. And if it's just a smiley, we even take a thumbs down uh, as, uh, as, as long as you comment. So thank you very much. Have a great day. And we see us next month with the next EU InsurTech and Investment Show. Thanks a lot. And thanks a lot, Lota, for being with us.